0: What's going on gamers? Welcome back to The Graveyard. I'm The Graveyard Gamer and thank you for joining me for this episode of Graveyard Game. Now in today's episode, I want to talk to you about, oh man, the one thing I am so tired of hearing about and that is the Microsoft Activision Blizzard deal where Microsoft wants to buy out that company. However, you have Sony saying, hey, this is not a good deal. We do know that that was approved by Brazil, but now it is dealing with the UK's competitive market authority, the CMA, who is basically kind of saying, hey... We kind of side with Sony on this, and obviously Sony's going to fight it. I want to talk about that. I want to get into some of the details and the good, the bad, the ugly that's coming out of that. I also want to talk about a discussion that me and my good friend, Hulking Yoda, you guys know him. He's at Lost at Sea Gaming, a gaming podcast right here on Anchor. Definitely a good friend of the show, and if you like gaming podcasts like this, you'll like Lost at Sea Gaming. I definitely recommend you checking that out. Him and I got into a conversation recently, and it was talking about when do you discredit somebody's achievements or trophies? And that brought up a very interesting topic to me. There's a lot to discuss there. I'll consider that my controversy corner because some people could get upset about it. Some people might not care. But I want to break down some of the things we said in that. And then I want to talk about my graveyard shift. I'll be honest, it is not as packed as the last one. But I definitely want to talk about some cool things that I did during my gaming sessions. So with that being said, let's get into this business of Xbox buying Activision, Blizzard, and all the craziness coming out of that. So, as we're talking about this Xbox, PlayStation issue, let me just say that I'm not a professional analyst. I'm not a professional gamer. I don't work in the gaming industry. I am just an armchair gamer, just like you guys. I enjoy this industry. I love gaming. It's my number one hobby. It's my number one passion, if you will. So when I see this deal going down, I got my own thoughts and opinions of it. And I just think it's bringing out the good, the bad, and the ugly in all sides. First off, let's talk about where we're at right now, right? The CMA, and that is the UK's competitive market authority. They're the ones making sure this is a fair deal, right? If they say yes to this, they don't want this to become Xbox just completely running over Sony or that it becomes a monopoly type thing. They have to make sure that this is a fair business deal. And as of right now, they're kind of they're kind of holding the ball. They're looking at They're the ones negotiating this. And ultimately, they've given some resistance to Xbox, where Brazil was like, nah, it's good with us. The CMA is actually siding with Sony a little bit, and now we're seeing Sony pull off the gloves. We're seeing Microsoft pull off their gloves and give their best defensive. Now, here's the thing about their defenses on why they're doing this. You have to put your best foot. You have to exaggerate a little bit, right? You have to make it seem like this would be the worst deal ever, if it goes through, or the worst deal ever, if it doesn't go through. I understand that. The problem is both companies, it reminds me of the Amber Heard-Johnny Depp trial where both kind of came out looking bad. Like, don't get me wrong, Johnny Depp definitely came out looking better than that, but at the end of the day, some of the stuff you're seeing, you're scratching your head like, dude, why did you put up with that? And Amber Heard, are you really that crazy? Like, that's what it kind of reminds me of because both of these companies have put these excuses out that are just, they just don't make a lot of sense to me. Like, I think anybody with a rational mindset that is not completely biased would be able to look at it and go okay that's not 100 percent accurate so for example let's break it down because ultimately xbox is making it seem like hey they're so far out of the gaming like industry like they're so far behind sony sony is so far ahead they can't fail so ultimately xbox like if they do this it's only kind of making them competitive like hey man they're kicking our butts we can't do anything which we all know is crap. We all know Xbox is right there with Sony. Sure, Sony might have a lead, but it's not a massive lead that Xbox can't come back from, you know, if they just kind of made something other than Game Pass, right? And then you have Sony who make it seem like, hey, if we lose Call of Duty, oh my word, even though that might be three, four, five, six years away, if we lose Call of Duty, oh man, that's going to be the end of Sony. And we know that's ridiculous. So let's break down some of the things that have come out of this. And ultimately, look, Xbox is kind of making it seem like, hey, Sony's making these acquisitions. Even put in legal writing that Sony has made acquisitions and they have to put significantly smaller. That's right. There's a huge difference between Sony buying one studio, like, for example, Bungie. Yes, it was a huge deal. It cost a couple billion dollars, but they buy it because they want their expertise They want their help in developing new games. And then buying things like Insomniac that they've worked with before, that they have a relationship with, or Jade Raymond's new studio that, quite frankly, is unproven. It's new. We don't know what they're going to do. So it really is a major difference between those and buying Bethesda that has a ton of studios under it, some major games, then buying Activision and Blizzard, which, let's be real, at the end of the day, this all comes down to Call of Duty, it's not really an interest in the you know, the Blizzard stuff. It's that Call of Duty piece to this. And yes, that is probably the most popular gaming franchise going on right now. It brings in a ton of, well, let's be real, hardcore gamers. It brings in a ton of the e-competition gamers. But more importantly, and I, I would think this is probably accurate, it brings in those casual gamers, the ones that are only going to buy one system. They're not hugely passionate about games, so they're looking at what's the best social experience. And if Call of Duty is how they're going to play with their friends, then, hey, if I can only play on Xbox, that's what I'm going to do. So they're worried about that. But the simple fact that Xbox is comparing those studio acquisitions is just absolutely bonkers to me. Another thing Xbox has done is they've tried to pivot it to where they are in just last place, right? And while sure, that is true with hardware sales and whatnot, the fact is they're not over halfway under what Sony has done. The thing is, they even put out there that they have five times less exclusives first and third party exclusives than sony does now understand that is not first party only that includes third party games but i sit there and i go guys how can you be that far behind like if that's what you're putting out there that doesn't sound like you need call of duty to get xbox competitive that sounds like you guys need better game management it sounds like maybe uncle phil spencer there everybody loves uncle phil he's such a hardcore awesome gamer He's a businessman, and it seems like maybe he's not tracking the things he want to. It seems like they're more interested in acquiring games for Game Pass and creating those first-party games to put out there to working with a team to make a third-party game exclusive to Xbox than they are just buying teams. And that, I think, is an issue. And I think this argument that, like, yo, we're so far behind, it's like, yo, this doesn't sound like you're doing the right steps. It seems like you're just trying to buy something to stick to the wall to make it better and to sit there and to make it seem like you were so far behind, you're so far in last place, you guys can't say that, and then turn around and release the stats that Game Pass has a revenue of $2.9 billion. What? $2.9 billion? And you're going to make it seem like you are hurting that bad? There's no way. Look, I know that's not the profits. Again, I'm not an analyst. I'm just saying the two things don't add up, that you're making that much money off of that one program not counting all the other games that are purchased on an xbox or the people that don't have game pass and purchase halo or purchase forza or whatever it may be but the fact is you guys are sitting there making that much it just makes it seem like you're trying to cry poor mouth you're trying to cry that you are so behind sony that you getting the biggest franchise in the world essentially is not going to affect you it just doesn't make sense guys and then you know what? You gotta also sit there and look at the fact that they actually pushed and put it out there that Sony refused to put Game Pass on PlayStation. How crazy is that? Like, I know that is something we've always thought about. How how cool would it be if Game Pass was on PlayStation? And look, I think that one. I don't think it would ever happen because you're just giving a highlight to your competitor. For example, if somebody jumps on PlayStation, they're like, "Oh, cool! I'll get Game Pass," and then they start playing through Halo and they go, "Man, I love Halo." And then they try out Fable and like, "Oh, I love Fable." You know what they might go you know what? i don't need a playstation i just want to go get an xbox and then playstation loses that money now it loses the money of the next generation and so on and so forth but the fact of the matter is when you look at what it was originally where you know xbox kind of pitched it as hey this is for our first party games it's going to be day and date and they had some indie games on there of course you would have some occasional other games some side games like skate was on there i know shinbu one and two but for the most part it was smaller scale titles and their first party games That, I think, had potential. Maybe Sony would have been willing to talk, right? Come to the table, let's talk. That's not what Game Pass is now. Game Pass is literally, yes, it is their first-party games. It is some smaller games and indie games. But honestly, by and large, it is third-party games being put on Game Pass. Take, for example, Plague's Tale Requiem. Right now, if Game Pass was on PlayStation, you could go out there and you could play Plague's Tale Requiem through Game Pass on PlayStation. ...for the cost of your subscription, right? It's not costing you any extra money. PlayStation is not making extra money from you. However, if you're on PlayStation right now and you want to buy Plague's Tale, you have to buy it through their store. You have to buy it digitally, whatever it may be, however you purchase the game. You have to purchase it. Sony's going to make that money. You do that, they're going to lose all the money on their third-party games from the game pass so no they're not going to put that on there it makes absolutely zero sense again first party games sure i think sony could maybe work with that i don't think they would but the possibility is there but game pass as it is sony would be losing so much money it wouldn't make sense there's no way xbox could make it profitable for sony so i I just think that that is just absolutely ridiculous that sony would use that as an argument they also use the argument that well we do this sony won't do it sony won't go day and date so therefore You know, they're only hurting players. They're not making it competitive. I'm sorry when I hear that. I hear those two facts together. They try to get Game Pass on PlayStation, and they're upset that PlayStation won't do day-and-date with their first-party titles. It tells me what I've kind of had in the back of my mind for a while. Xbox is kind of starting to go the way of Sega, where I don't think they're really wanting to produce hardware anymore. I think they do want to produce software, but I think more importantly, they want to go to the streaming Google Stadia-style with their Keystone. That is the little rumored, little doggle that they would have that you basically be just like the Stadia, it would be a controller and the thing you plug in the back of your TV. Maybe even rumor, I think Hulk and Yoda talked about it, about some TVs would come pre-installed with Game Pass. I think that's where Game Pass wants to go to. I think that's where a- Xbox wants to take Game Pass to, what I should have said. And I think it's because they want to get that subscription. They want to be the Netflix for games. And I just think that that is, not what sony wants to do they don't want to go there i don't think most gamers want to go there i don't think that's a great look for the you know gaming industry but that is a topic for a later point when it comes to this xbox buying activision and blizzard i just think it's one of those things that they are playing this they they look incompetent the way they're saying it now let's look at sony because sony just comes off and they look like they are trying to act like this is the killer form like It is a stack of cards and Call of Duty is the card that the foundation is built on. And we just know that's not right. Look, at the end of the day, Call of Duty, will it hurt for Sony to lose? Yes. I mean, again, even though it's a third party game, they still lose people buying PlayStation Network, right? They still lose the buying of the actual games, whether it be physical or digital with the PS5 on the box. They still take some revenue off that. So they're losing that, understandably. But at the end of the day... PlayStation has itself set up. Let's just ride with me on this thought here. Call of Duty has really been a major hit pop culture-wise since Modern Warfare dropped in 2007. Before that, Call of Duty was just another game, but Modern Warfare pushed it. Then we had you know, World at War and we had zombies and all of that stuff. The problem is, though, if you look at Call of Duty's reputation over the last several years, it started to take a dip. Now, yes, it is still super popular. Casual gamers play it. People play it for esports and just, you know, gamers, gamers play it. But at the end of the day, people have started to be more and more like okay with it, right? It's not that you got to play this game, some campaigns maybe, but the multiplayer and stuff, I feel like people are still loving it and enjoying it, but I don't feel like the excitement's there. So I want you to think, Phil Spencer said for the next several years, PlayStation will have Call of Duty. Let's just ride it out, let's say five, six years. In that five and six years, Sony has the opportunity to sit there and... And to make a Call of Duty killer, right? An exclusive Call of Duty killer that people will want to play. Uphill battle? Absolutely. But here's the deal. The reason I called it Call of Duty killer, that is an important choice of words that I did there. Because in the PS3 generation, Haze, Killzone, all of those were called Halo killers. At least that's what they wanted to be. Because Halo 3, Halo 2 was the most popular games at that time. They were the top games. They were the Call of Duty of their times. Well, here's the important thing about that. Who made Halo 2 and 3? Bungie. Who is now part of PlayStation Studios? Bungie. Use them. Use that. Now, yes, Destiny, they want to be multi-platform. They've said that. That was part of their deal being incorporated into Sony. I get that. That's cool. But work on something different. If they don't want to do it on their own, at least use their expertise. Work with Jade Raymond's crew. Like I was mentioning earlier, she's got a new company. They want to do multiplayer games. Boom. There you go. Take the opportunity to grow to the point that you don't need Call of Duty because you don't need it, but you can fill in that hole that it will leave if you lose them. My other thing to look at it is, no, I don't want you to bend over for Xbox. I don't want that at all. But I also want to say, hey, why fight this so hard, right? Let them have it. Just let them have it. Be peaceful with it. Be respectful because at the end of the day, that'll get you a little bit farther. That'll at least get them to release games on PlayStation 5. Indiana Jones is coming out. You know... That game's going to sell well. If they have a PS5 copy, Sony will at least make a little bit of money off of that versus not having it and having that gap where people would go, well, it's going to get a PlayStation. They're back in stores now, but uh, I want not play Indiana Jones. You're not going to get Starfield, but maybe Elder Scrolls? You know, like Wolfenstein? Like all of these games... potentially lose you could potentially lose call of duty in year seven however maybe if you play nice maybe you can work out a deal and keep it coming so what i'm saying is ultimately sony doesn't need to fight it this hard they definitely don't need to go as crazy as they are now i know they put out a deal and said hey if xbox allows this we are fine with that we're fine with them buying it however we want to make sure that we still get call of duty We want to make sure that you don't make it better on Xbox than you do on PlayStation. And a little side note, I talked about this last week. That does not mean that Sony is saying, hey, you have to make a lesser version of Xbox. What they are saying is, look, you make it to the Xbox specs as best you can. But when you make it for PS5, make it to the PS5 specs. Don't sit there and just go, okay, well, we'll make a PS4 type game and just say it's PS5. No, you have to put in the work. That's what they want. They want that guarantee of quality. And they also didn't want any exclusive items, only on Xbox. Okay, that one's ridiculous, we know that. The one about not better on Xbox, I get that, that makes sense. Ultimately, I think they had a couple more crazy demands, but look, people are going crazy about that. At the end of the day, that is just that first step in negotiating. You put stuff out there because all they want is a guarantee that they're going to get a high quality Call of Duty game going forward on PlayStation. That's all they want. So you put a higher out there so you can take it back as playstation and xbox goes back and forth so that's my thoughts on that you know the cma brought up a good point though and it's a reason why sony is concerned and why you should be concerned too if you're a playstation gamer or just a gamer in general and that is xbox has a habit of making exclusive games from games that were available on playstation beforehand right think about it because look what they did with ninja theory ninja Theory releases. Hellblade, originally on PlayStation. Then it comes to Xbox. They buy Ninja Theory. The next thing you know, Hellblade 2, only on Xbox. They buy Bethesda, heavily rumored. Elder Scrolls 6, only on Xbox. Starfield, only on Xbox. Like, the list keeps coming where these games that formerly had ties to the PlayStation are now being severed. And you go, okay, I get it. What about when Sony does that, right? Well, here's the deal Insomniac, they bought Insomniac somniac has a great working relationship with sony but look spider-man one was already only on playstation it's not like spider-man was on xbox and then they bought it and said okay from now on spider-man 2 and everything is only on playstation that's not what they did they basically took what they had and continued that existing deal yeah in a very smaller nutshell so i think that's a big deal because it goes back to my idea that Are we seeing that Xbox prepare themselves to be a subscription-based service? That They're really forcing this Game Pass. They really want to push it that way. I don't know. That's kind of scary. Think about that because if they keep doing this, it puts it in a point where you say, okay, you're making it exclusive to Xbox. And at the end of the day, this whole thing, the big scary thing here, you go back 20 years, maybe 20 plus, somewhere around in there. Microsoft, the parent company of Xbox, was actually in court trying to defend itself from being a monopoly in the computer software industry. So here we are now, all these years later, 20 years later, and again, they're doing it. They're trying to buy stuff. Look, do I think that there's a major issue with them buying Call of Duty? Do I have a big problem with it? No, I don't. I don't really play Call of Duty. If I do, maybe it's the campaign here or there. It's not something that, as a gamer, concerns me. But my thing is this. You don't make Monopoly with one game. You don't make a Monopoly by buying Call of Duty. But you make a Monopoly by buying multiple publishers over the course of time. This is their second major publisher, plus minor Studios, over the course of less than two years. We're looking at a year and a half since they did the Bethesda deal, or at least announced it. Now we're in this deal. It's getting to the point where you go, okay, do they need to be stopped for this one? I don't know. Maybe. Yes. No. But at some point, Xbox is going to have to be stopped. But I'm not an expert. I don't know the financials to everything. I don't know all the businesses. I don't know what goes on in Xbox headquarters. I don't know what Sony goes on. I know Xbox is seeing a potential deal that could do amazing things for their Game Pass and for their brand. And they're looking at that going like, this is the best bet. And I know Sony's looking at it going, hey, that's a key piece of gaming right now. That's a key piece of the gaming culture in Call of Duty We can't lose that. So they're doing everything they can to protect themselves, right? Who's right? Who's wrong? I don't know. I just think that this whole thing has been ridiculous because it's just the way that they're going about defending themselves just seems a little bit hokey, like, come on, guys. You guys are almost defending each other by defending yourselves. That's how crazy it is. Will we see a true, clear, definitive answer that everybody can agree with? probably not i would love it for them to work together i would honestly love for the you know the deal to go through where sony would say hey cool here's our options xbox says no but you know what we'll do this sony goes back and forth and the next thing you know call of duty is going to stay on playstation they've maintained a working relationship and everybody moves forward happy if you're on xbox you get it on game pass you can smile you can be happy if you're on playstation you can still buy it i would love for it to work that way who's to say if that's going to happen But hey, at the end of the day, I want what's best for all gamers. And we'll just have to see if it plays out that way. So when it comes to trophies and achievements, I want to talk about the validity and more so when do you deny credit for somebody's accomplishments? When do you look at somebody's, whether it's your own or somebody else's, and say, yeah, there's a caveat next to your total gamer score. There's a little caveat, a little asterisk next to that trophy level and your platinums and whatnot. So I bring this up because like I said, me and Hulk and Yoda, we were having a very civil conversation, nothing angry or upsetting or anything like that, but it was just a conversation. So we found out about this app or, or something. Very vague details, but essentially it would take whatever achievements you had and it would give you those trophies on your PlayStation. And I'm not talking a uh, a deal where like you sit there and you just kind of get that idea, right? Like I actually did the math and I think I would have like 180 something thousand achievements if all I ever played was Xbox, right? It's not kind of one of those things where you take the value of your trophies and you put them to achievements and vice versa. It's legitimately a way to unlock your achievements as trophies, right? Hoking Yoda made the comedy because I just don't believe that that's boosting. That's not fair. I want to have earned it on Xbox. I agree with him. I think that is, that is not cool. That is very low key because there's nothing earned in that. But in that, he had made a comment. He brought up me getting Ghost of Tsushima. Now, as I mentioned in my graveyard stuff last week, just by putting that game in on my PS5, doing the upgrade, since I'd got the Platinum on PS4, all I had to do was go in photo mode, and the next thing you know, Platinum popped. All the trophies had popped. So I have a Platinum on the PS4 and the PS5. And look, there's a lot of things on that PS5 I haven't done. I, I didn't play through the story or anything like that. So he'd made the comment that to him, he couldn't, be proud of that he couldn't hold his head high on that I don't 100% disagree but it became a question is is that valid at that point right because here's my thoughts on this do I sit there and look at my 39 platinums and kind of put a asterisk and say nah it's only 38 I don't count no 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 no. I don't look at the end of the day here's the deal did I play a game of using the trophy system no I did not I got the Ghost of Tsushima PS5 version because i excited to play it as i talked about last week in my graveyard shift i want to play through the expansion i want to get back in that game for many many things look on the xbox version there's not really that issue with it because you got to think about it the way that xbox reads the games is they read the title in a sense and i'm very breezing over this and they say okay you're playing assassin's creed valhalla doesn't matter if it's on xbox one or on xbox series x it's just that title is what they see and there you go on the playstation side of things with their trophies they look at what version of that title, PS4, PS5. So, myself, when it came to Assassin's Creed Valhalla, when I started playing, I was on PS4. So I started unlocking all those stories. When I upgraded to PS5, when I got my PS5, I hadn't beat the game. And as I started playing on PS5, all of those PS4 trophies unlocked. So that, in a cool way, I didn't have to worry about going, okay, I guess I gotta restart for the PS5 or I just keep playing the PS4 version. No, it just allowed me to jump right into continuous playing. I was able to go. Should it have done something where you didn't unlock those, but you could still get the trophy One trophy list for both versions of it. Sure. That would have worked out, but they didn't. Do I feel bad about my platinum in Valhalla? No, I feel like it was perfectly fine. Just like Spider-Man Miles Morales in that one. I'd already completed the game. There were just a few trophies that I didn't get for the platinum. So a couple months later, when I had my PS5, I had the PS5 version. I had all of those trophies unlocked on PS5 now, and I went back and I got that Platinum. Was that wrong? Should I have deleted the PS5 version and only played the PS4 version to get the rest of those? I don't see it that way. The reason is, is that is the system, and that is how Sony has put out to its developers on how it works. If somebody upgrades, it's two different trophy lists. Now, could I see somebody just going to a rental store, and picking up Ghost of Tsushima. Already having the Platinum on PS4, running home, putting it in their system, unlocking the Platinum, then taking it back, never touching the game? Absolutely. And that's where I think the morales kind of come into play. That's where I think the instance in how you unlock and why you unlock really go f- as far as discrediting, right? Because I think it should be about the love of the game. If you're just trying to be able to boast and boost, boasting and boosting, <laughs> if you're just doing it for that, just say, I've got this many Platinums, I'm amazing, And you didn't really do anything. You only did it once and you didn't really even put the game in. Eh, I don't know, man. I call call you into question. But the issue came in when he said that they were just gimme trophies at that point. He wanted to earn them again. And I was like, ooh, I don't know if they're gimme. Yes, it it did unlock. But again, that's the system in place. I didn't try to milk the system. It just happened. I had mentioned I personally am thinking about going back and getting the final few trophies on Spider-Man on the PS4 version because of the fact that I feel like it's unfinished business. It's not because I'm like, oh, got to get another platinum. It just feels... Just feels weird just having that trophy list going. Well, I got the PS5 version done, but I mean, I did most of the stuff on PS4, I kind of want to get that one. But then it becomes a slippery slope because at that point, I go, Okay, well, if you're looking at give me trophies, what if I look at my achievement list and I go, Okay, I have 70, like 1,000, something like that. It's been a while since I've been an Xbox guy. And I go, Well, if I'm gonna start saying give me, right, and I'm gonna take away the pride of how proud something is, I gotta take a thousand points off of that because of Avatar. That's right. If you were playing on 360, you know dang well. You rent it, Avatar, you probably didn't buy it, and you got a 1,000 points in about 45 seconds. That's how crazy it is. Or what about the Simpsons game? that came out in 2007, and all you had to do was press start. And as soon as you press start, bloop, there's an EVZ achievement. Like, do I take credit away from that? Or what about, recently, playing through the Telltale Batman games? Or any Telltale game, Walking Dead, Batman, Wolf at the Door? How about those? Those are simply just watching the game play out, right? You make a few choices, you move a little bit, but you don't actually do anything that would stop you. If you've played through it and you complete that game, you're getting a platinum. That's all it takes. Do, you, do I take those away? Do I say, well, I can't count those because I, I, I got that? Is it just the ones that we work hard to? No, see, I don't agree with that because the way I look at it is... Look, man, out of those 39 Platinums I got, just like I did, and I'll probably do it when I get to Platinum number 50, when I did the 25 Platinums, I did my top three favorite Platinums. And those are the ones that, yes, I had to put the work in. I had to put the extra time in and move along. And to me, you know, that's where it kind of goes. You kind of rack and stack. Sure, Ghost of Shima is never going to be one of my favorite Platinums on the PS5. The PS4, absolutely. The PS5 version, I'm never going to be like super proud of it. But it's not going to default i'm not going to put a caveat next to it because at the end of the day that's what the developer did i didn't do any hack to unlock it that's what the developer did and ultimately i want to get back in the game i want to enjoy and have fun with it and do the stuff so you know it's not in me immoral or unethical as a gamer to get that platinum right there was no cheating going on there was no bending of the rules it was just me doing the upgrade path the same as on achievements i'm not gonna be like hey i got seventy-one thousand, but asterisks," because i'm not very proud of avatar i'm not very proud of simpsons and you know i have also i'm gonna take some more trophies off because i'm not proud of batman and i'm not no i'm not doing that like that is my gamer score your gamer score is your gamer score because you got those achievements how you did now if you were one of the people on the 360 that were using different mods and tricks to unlock stuff okay you you put asterisks because that's wrong but if you just played the game in the way it works and you got it there's no issue Now, as far as the whole thing about the Ghost of Tsushima Platinum and all that, you know what I think was the best way a company has done it, in my opinion, since I've been dealing with this upgrade stuff? That is Death Stranding. Because, listen, guys, I am working to get the Platinum in Death Stranding, right? I got it on PS4. A lot of those trophies popped. But what they did, I thought this was very smart, is they added new equipment and new items. So, therefore, you have to unlock those new equipment, the new items. You have to build them. You have to upgrade them which means you have to do more in the world, because sure, you might have got that trophy on PS4, but there's new ones now, so you're not complete anymore, I think that was a great way, I think that's a great way to kind of go middle ground here, like, yeah, we're not going to make you replay the game, you've done it, this is the PS5, or you probably just want to play, you probably just want to do whatever, but you're going to have to work a little bit for it, so I think that works. Ultimately, what I guess I'm saying with this whole thing is, while I do see Hulk and Yoda's argument, I do understand it, like, look, man, you know, you didn't play the story again to unlock that. I do get that. I caveat that with like, yeah, but how many times have I played through Red Dead Redemption 2 at this point, and I never locked another trophy for doing those things. So maybe it balances out in some way. But ultimately, what I'm saying is I'm not going to caveat myself. I'm not going to asterisk myself because morally, ethically, as a gamer, I feel like, hey, man, I've done everything fair. Was it a benefit to myself? Absolutely. Worked out just fine for me. But I'm still doing it. I'm not going to just boost. I'm not doing it to boast. I'm doing it because I wanted to play these two games. They just came with those extra trophies. Sure, I'm not exactly super proud of my avatar time on the 360, but you know what, man? I never would have touched that game if it would have been for those achievements, and I did exactly what it is. The developer decided to give them, quote-unquote, give me achievements. Cool. I did it. I earned it. You know, Telltale decided, eh, we're going to let you just play the game and get you a platinum. Cool. Because I can also point out there's been multiple games that I've played that when I get to the end, there is no platinum, right? Hitman 1. Now, I'm not going to lie. I know that Hitman 3 updated and you can incorporate. Now, there's a platinum. But I did everything in that first Hitman in 2016. And you know what? There was no platinum for that. Heartbreaking, right? So at some point, there's a give and take there. But I will say again, I think it is a case-by-case, game-by-game, gamer-by-gamer situation, if you cheated to get it, oh man, it, because even then you got to stop and you got to go. What about saves coming? How many people have sat there and saved a game manually because you didn't know if you were going to die in the next area? Especially if there was a trophy, right? Like, okay, before I leave this area, I need to make sure I get all collectibles. So I'm going to make sure I save so that if I go too far, I can always go back. That's saves coming. When I played Shinmu 3 this past summer, one of the big things I did was save scum when it came to doing the gambling in the game. I wanted to get as much money as possible. It wasn't for any particular trophy. There are trophies associated with it. But ultimately, it was so that I could sit there and buy things. I would have money for food. I wouldn't have to worry about money. And to be honest with you, I kind of got addicted to doing it. But at the end of the day, what I would do is I would sit there and I would go up a couple grand, save it. And then if I gambled some more, and I lost a lot. I would really love to save. That save's coming. I know a lot of people do that to make sure they don't lose out on stuff. So do you go, okay, well you have to invalidate the trophies because you didn't fairly play it, right? It's one of those things, it becomes a slippery slope. So I don't think that we can really discredit anybody else, right, I've known people on the 360 days that had multiple different 360s, and what they would do is they would play, for example, Gears of War, and they'd get like 700 achievements on the North American version. Then they would play the PAL version, and they'd re-earn those 700 points, then they would go to the Japanese version and get those 700 points and I'm being very exaggerated right here but I'm just saying for this example so they would walk away with 2100 points from Gears of War that's not something I can do is it gaming the system a little bit they went out they bought these extra you know consoles to do that but they still had to earn them I think that's the key thing if you're doing it just to boot, if there's no love of the game if you're Using an app or something online to just unlock trophies or just unlock achievements because you feel you've entitled to them, I think that's wrong. If the example that I used, you have an opportunity to upgrade a game, but you're not doing it because you want to. You're doing it because, ah, just get a quick trophy and move on. Yeah, I think that's wrong. But I think at the end of the day, as long as you are a gamer and you can walk away from your score and you can go, hey, this is my trophy level. This is how many platinums. This is my achievement gamer score and you're fine with it, and you don't have an issue, that's all that matters. Again, I cannot stress this enough. Hulk and Yoda, I did not have a back and forth. It's not like he was arguing that anybody's achievements or trophies should be invalid. It was his own sincere pride, and I think that's the important thing. My pride says I feel good with what I've done. I feel proud of it. He feels proud about his. But I'm curious what you think. Again, it could be controversial. You could completely disagree with me. Or you could be one of the people that says, hey man, if I cheat, I cheat. It's no big deal. Or you know what? You could be one of the people saying, I don't even care about either one of those things. Would love to know your thoughts on that. So gamers, what have I been doing on the graveyard shift? Well, this week, I got to be honest with you, it was kind of a shorter week, unfortunately. It was supposed to be about four days on the graveyard shift. And I slept through one of those. As I said, it's called the graveyard shift. I'm the graveyard gamer because I get up early in the morning before work to play. And yeah, I woke up to my wife's alarm, which usually means the end of the graveyard shift. So a little disappointing on that day. I got to tell you, man, that really, whoo, I could go into it. Hulking Yoda has heard me vent about that, but I could go into that. Ultimately, I really spent the entire time playing Death Stranding. I thought I was going to play more WWE, maybe some ghosts, but I I kind of made the decision, like, look, I've kind of set goals for myself in the few games that I'm playing. And one of the things in Death Stranding is that platinum trophy. And you have to work for it, like I was mentioning in the previous segment. So... I'm sitting there. I'm excited to say that this morning I was able to complete all the different uh, Half-Life type crossover games. I started doing some of the miscellaneous ones. So I was able to build the three new structures that are in the game. I was able to build those. I was able to upgrade them all. So I got that trophy, uh, both of those actually. And then what was really cool is I've actually worked my way halfway through the Cyberpunk co- tie-in um, story missions, if you will. And those are pretty cool. I've enjoyed those a lot, man. They're just really fun. i got to say, the combat in this game, I feel like it's just been... I won't say it's been... enhanced is probably the best word, actually. I was going to say I wouldn't say that, but it's definitely been enhanced, and it's definitely tighter than it was, more responsive. I love the new weapons. So I'm almost done. I have two more Cyberpunk missions, which will give me the final, like, mission-based item to unlock. And then I have to go build the racetrack and get S's on four races. And then I'll be able to build... All of the new items, which will be awesome, I can do that, and then I'll get that sweet platinum. Like I said in the previous segment, I like the way they did it, where they're like, "Yeah, we're we're gonna let you get a platinum, but you're gonna have to work a little bit more for this one." I enjoy that, man. It's given me something to look forward to. But as it stands, uh, that's where the bulk of my gaming has been. I've just been so lost in that world that I kind of didn't want to stop. I was kind of enjoying doing things. I was I actually started to work on building the roads that they've added to the game in one area, and. I really started going down a way, and I was like, well, unfortunately, the Graveyard Shift is not as open as it used to be. There's not as much time to do. I want to do a lot in this, so I had to stop myself. But with any luck, next week when I talk to you, I will have got the Platinum in Death Stranding. I will have done a little bit more in WWE, and ultimately, I will be knee-deep in Ghost of Tsushima because, guys, I am so excited to start Assassin's Creed Rogue very soon, and we got it coming. God of War is coming so soon, and I cannot wait for that game gamers I hope you enjoyed this episode shout out to hulking yoda once again lost at sea gaming you can find that on many many podcasting platforms great gaming podcast but in the future him and i will be opening up a discord server so we're excited to do that me and him are both a little bit new to what discord is and how this all works but we're looking forward to that so expect to see some more details of that coming soon But I would love to know you guys' thoughts on the whole Xbox, PlayStation, the courtroom drama battle. I'd love to know you guys' thoughts on that. I'd love to know your thoughts on trophies and achievements. Do they matter? Does it matter? What's the big deal? And, of course, the game that I was playing on The Graveyard Shift, Death Stranding. I will talk to you about that whenever, however long you want to talk about it. Let me know. GraveyardGamer at gmail.com. Thegraveyardgamer on Instagram. And thegraveyardg on Twitter. Till next time, I'll be creeping around the graveyard.